Big Gab, episode 106 for Monday, March 13th, 2017. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast here, working in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. Here, not working in Los Gatos, California. It's Paul Kent. <laughs> You're always working, Paul. Not working this morning, man. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working this morning. We're recording this, folks, uh, a day early because we've got some travel stuff happening this week. But uh, I just finished recording Mac Geek Gab. So if I we seem, are dedicated. If I seem hyper, it's because I've just finished talking for two hours and and now we do more. So. Mm. Uh, gigs this weekend, Paul? Yeah, House Rockers had a good club gig. Um, uh, it's really nice weather out here, and the sun is out, and it's getting, you know, the days are starting to get a little longer, and now, obviously, with the time change, it's going to get a little longer. So it was one of those gigs where we started, you know, the club was a quarter full, and it was light out, and people weren't mm. weren't into it. But remember, I've talked before about how, you know, I, I have sensed in the past when my band gets a little tight, when you know, people aren't reacting the way we expect them to react. And, you know, it takes a while to break out of that. This wasn't one of those days, fortunately, where, you know, we could, I think the whole band could just kind of sense we're just going to plow through. It's kind of light. And we played really well from the first, from downbeat on. And then, you know, things took care of themselves and people filled in. We had a, we had a good crowd. Yeah. And, yeah. There's a skill so. to that though. Kind of putting that out of your mind that, you know, you're, you're in a room that's not totally reacting the way you would want them to. Yep. 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 So uh, I think that's just a maturity thing. Totally. I think it's just, uh, you know, relaxing, knowing it's going to be fine. Do your thing. And the nice thing was the band was really performing very well, even though there, you know, were 35, 40 people in there. You know, right. they were really we were playing really hard and and uh, and and laying it out there. And so I think we helped to create the vibe when, when finally got going. And then we took the, advantage of it. That's the key is. Yeah, I've always said there's there's an exchange of energy in, in a in a in a. A good when things are working the right way, there should be this exchange of energy from you know between the crowd and the band. But it has to start somewhere, and sometimes, frankly, it starts with the crowd, right? I mean, you know, if you've got a crowd that's like up and packed and ready to go, you hit the stage and it's like, oh, it's electric, let's go, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But other times, you know, you have to be the one to create if it's not already there. As the musician on stage, you have to create it. You can't, you can't, wait, you can't for wait for it. Right. No, no, no. I no, agree. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's but that's the thing. I think it's one of those little subtle checkpoint things that separate. I'm not going to say experienced bands. I'm just going to say good bands. Right. right. So <laughs> totally. some bands just intuitively understand whether there's one person in the crowd or a thousand people in the crowd, you do your thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's actually not a bad reputation to have that, you know, the band plays as hard when the room's empty as they do when the room's full. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a feather in your cap. If, if you can be thought of that way. Yeah, totally. Now that doesn't mean that you would necessarily play at you know, the same volume level or whatever, but just being able to deliver that energy appropriately, that that's to me, that's the goal is, you know, cause sometimes if the, if the room is not overly full, you don't want to, you know, blow everybody out of it by playing it, you know, top volume yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We have uh We've been on a roll at this club. So this is the club in the town where I live. And uh, we're we're good for a full house 
to a, to a completely packed house every time. And in, I think I've told you about this club where um, we play seven thirty to ten thirty, and then oh the DJ, uh, DJ comes. right? Yeah, and you know you know one of the things that we try really hard the club does not do a ton to to promote the live music, right? And right. we I would I'm pretty sure we're the top top uh, drawing band that he brings in there. He brings well, in if, you, if you band. fill the club, you, you certainly don't have somebody that draws more than you. Right. <laughs> and the, but my point is that the, my, our badge of honor is that when we're done and our crowd, you know, oozes out that um, we've done a better draw than, than the DJ crowd, you know, that the DJ is bringing in. And, and I'd say 50% of the time, I don't know if there's DJs have followings or, you know, what the sure. deal is, that, but, but, you know, we really want when we end, you know, if we've done our job and our crowd is exhausted and had a good time, if while we're loading out, if the club is less than what it was when we were playing because we drew better than this DJ, I mean, I guess probably later in the night, the DJ is probably going to, maybe it, it, it does the same thing. Maybe it, yeah, it fills in as, as the set goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm too old to even comprehend the concept <laughs> of starting, starting your night at 1130 or 12. So yeah, you did. Now yeah. you grew up on the East coast. Did you play any like New York state gigs? It doesn't even have to be Manhattan, but I remember like clubs could be open to like 4am or something in New York. And I remember playing gigs that started at 11. Oh, I've never had the you never pleasure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was much younger than, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, even then, though, it was like, seriously, we started like 11 or even sometimes midnight. Like, that's when the gig starts. Like, what do we think we are? Guns and Roses? Like, it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a good weekend. Band good. played good. Got another another song. We've, we've got these. I think my, my update is that we have these three or four songs that uh, just are a little bit more kind of production oriented and i'll tell you the one that's driving us crazy is one thing leads to another by the fix oh yeah so simple song studio song though that's it and so we're trying to figure out what can we do live so we added a great funky horn chart to it that's oh, cool. nice oh but oh, you know that song yeah well it's, it's kind of a funk tune right right it yeah but, if you, um, if, right if you if you pare it down it is it's a funk tune that's right yep Uh-oh. but um okay yeah vocals all those background call and answer, double, tripled vocals. And if you see the fix live, they're horrible live. I mean, they, they don't, this song is, doesn't sound anything like the, the recorded song. So it's one that we're really putting a lot of time in. We're probably, probably four rehearsals into it now, you know, not, not in the entire rehearsal on this one song, but we're, we're way into it. So we have that, we have life is a highway, which we sound checked and is almost there. It's just, it's very delicate vocally. We have, um, Freedom by George Michael, which again is, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's a pop, a produced pop tune. It's another one of those studio Not a bar songs. band tune. Right. Yeah, it's not a bar band tune. Right. So we're being kind of ambitious right now with uh, with some of these things. It's and good, then, though. Uh, I mean, I, I always like doing it, it, it when they work and sometimes they don't work. Right. But it, when you can make it work, I always like doing a, st- a song that that is, you know, in that realm of what I'll call a studio song because because of exactly that. It's not a bar band song. People are not expecting it. You know, I, I think I've said before, Fling, we um, one of our favorite things to do is to play as an encore at the end of the night, especially in a club gig where it's been like sweaty or whatever, uh, is to play a day in the life because no one expects to hear that song from a rock band, especially not a band just, you know, in a club. And I always look 
at the bar, right? Because, you know, you might you might have your crowd in the club or whatever. But, the, you know, a lot of times there's a, the group of regulars that are just sit, have been sitting at the bar all night, it, interested in mildly interested in the band, tolerating it, certainly, but not over there dancing or anything. And invariably, we start that song and every one of those heads at the bar turns like, are they seriously about to play a day in the life? <laughs> like, they just like, whoa, no, seriously? <laughs> yeah. It makes it worth it for him. And I always say, that's why you stick around till the end, man. Yeah. Like, well, we stayed till the end because it's last call. Like, yeah, no, I I got that. (laughs) We've tried to get the end in and, you know, we've gotten Mm. okay about it. So the end is part bar band song. Like the guitar jam is bar band. Sure. But then that harmony at the end is, is, uh, that's a weird harmony. Yes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's great. Anyway. Yeah. It's good stuff. How about you? What'd you do this last weekend? Uh, I haven't played. I'm trying to think. I think the last gig I did was a week ago, Wednesday with Amanda, um, the acoustic thing. But, uh, but I, I went on an audition, Paul, that, uh, that I haven't talked about here on the show yet. Um, I, I went, I've been in touch with this band, uh, for about a month. Band's How'd looking, you find them? Uh, Craigslist, believe it or not. And, uh, wait, 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 we got to pause right there. So you're still kind of like curious what's going on in the local scene and, and you scour at Craigslist every now and then I have a, it's probably a, I don't know, 10 year old drummer search on Craigslist. It, it just the word drummer. Right. And, uh, for our local Craigslist and I get three or four of them a day mm. and, uh, and you, and I, you know, usually I'm just like, you know, you can just tell right away. You're like, delete, 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 delete. Right, 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 right. You know, but it's just interesting to see what people are looking for. And and uh, and I, I answer so few of – if I answer one a year, that's a lot. But, you know, always keeping options open, right? And, uh, and so I saw this band. And I've been thinking lately, like, you know, I, I want to – like, Chafed has sort of fizzled out. And, uh, and, and so it's like, well, you know, I definitely have room in my schedule. The theater stuff is fun, and it fills up that part of my schedule, and I like it. But – um, you know, it's often, especially after doing bitter pill in the fall where it was like, Oh, I forgot what it was like playing. Like, I don't want to say difficult music compared to fling, but just different music where people are actually paying attention to the musicians. Right. Cause most theater gigs, you know, you're there to support the, the right. cast, which is fine. I mean, you know that going in and, uh, and then of course playing with you in the fall too. It's like, Oh, I really miss playing like these songs. Cause I used to do a lot of that with a band called groove syndicate years ago. So it's like, if I could find a band that was playing like those songs again, um, I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be into that. And so again, no, you know, nothing comes up, nothing comes up. And then, I don't know, it must've been middle of January. I see this thing and it's a really well thought out post explaining exactly what this band does. They are a, uh, a party band. Uh, called Uptown Celebration, total party band. They don't play any public gigs. Everything is private. Uh, they book through a site called Gig Masters, uh, which I, I suppose anybody could use, but it, it, I guess it, it feeds them well here in, um, in, in New England. And they basically... Uh, actually, that's it. Let me pause you there because yeah. I've taken a look at Gig Masters. There's a few other of them. Yep. Gig Salad. You know, there's a few things. Yeah. There are like 400 bands in my area. Right. And every time I put put any time into it, it's, it, you know, has three leads a year or something like that. Yeah. Well, these guys are the number one band uh, for New England in gig, on Gig Masters, which um, which they've worked to cultivate. What's that mean? I don't know exactly, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they, like they, they've got they've, they've solicited reviews and those types ex- of things. Ex- that's exactly right. Solicited reviews. They really work to to, you know, maintain that. And that that gets them 
I, I think that gets them 100 percent of their cold calls. And th- then there's a, a huge referral business, uh, obviously, that happens in, in the party circuit. But um, but but I think all of their cold calls come in that way. So number one band, how many gigs a year? Do, how many gigs a year do they play? So that's the that was the interesting thing is I'm reading this thing. And most of the time, bands like that are playing, you know, at least once a week, if not two or three times a week. Right. You know, and and that's not. Uh, we've talked about this. That's not my preference. In fact, that it's not even it's not my preference. I simply cannot do that. Right. And I don't want to do that. And so that was the thing is I read this and they're playing, you know, once to twice a month, which is perfect for me. And I thought, well, that's weird. Like, huh? Okay. And the more I learned about them, it was like, well, the way they do it is they turn down gigs that don't pay enough. And enough is like, you know, two grand as the floor. And they post that on the thing, but they mean it like there's no gigs on the schedule for less than two grand. And most of them are, you know, up in the three, four, five grand range. And uh, and so they're doing a lot of private parties, some weddings. Uh, so questions here. So yeah. um, first of all, I just want to understand this number one New England uh, gig masters band. Yep. Is that it can't be by quantity of gigs if they only do once or twice a month because by money. I, you know, I don't know how gig masters rates. I think it's by the, the number and quality of the ratings and the reviews that you get. All right, got it. That yep. makes sense. Yeah, which does, right? Makes sense. And then you're probably going to get to this, but oh, yeah. this concept of um, a money ban, mm-hmm. but only playing twice a month, do they sub very much? I mean, how, nope. do, you, how do you keep people together, you know, when, when you, you know, yeah. there are other days of the week? No, this is a good question because they don't sub. They don't ever want to sub. Um, you know, they want to put out the, the best quality product that they can. They like to rock. So they like to have fun together. They, they, they like to be a band. So it's this very odd scenario in, in terms of the music world. It's this very odd scenario of people that obviously their income comes from other sources, right? They're not relying on this to, to, you know, put food on the table or pay their mortgages. Um, they like to play, but not too much. They like to have fun together like they need. And and the one thing that I haven't added yet is not only uh, do they need to replace the drummer. It, it, and I actually met their drummer at the audition. He's just got some stuff uh, going on in his life that that makes it so that he can't uh, gig with this band anymore. But everybody's still on great terms. He was right. He was there. Um, he sings, you know, uh, I think he sings like 30 percent of their tunes. That's a lot. Yeah. So that, it's like, that, is that you now? Yeah. So they, you know, here's this, here's this ad I read. It's like, okay, once or twice a month, they're playing these tunes that I've decided I want to play again. Uh, they need a drummer who like has his life together in a way that, that he, he or she can show up and, you know, do these gigs this way, but not needs to, but not somebody that needs to play, you know, three times a week and can sing. And I'm looking down the list. Like, how in the world did they think that they would find this? And frankly, how did I think I would find this? <laughs> you know, it was like this I, it, on paper. It was like this this perfect match. So I sent him an email. I was very, you know, very honest about it. I'm like, I, on paper, this sounds perfect. I said, you know, and I sent him some videos to, you know, some stuff of me and, and to kind of explain it. And, and then I wound up talking to the guy who runs the band, a guitar player. And we talked and, we, you know, we were both sort of cautiously excited about about this prospect. But we were cautious about it. It's like, this seems like too good to be true. You know, he puts the ad out within a couple of hours. I've replied and it's like, eh, it's, this should take, this should be a lot harder, you know, to, to find a match. Uh-huh. And, uh, 
And so we, a couple of weeks went by. They had some stuff that was going on and uh, they're busy people. And, and they had, um, you know, people at various vacations. I was away. So it was only last weekend that we got together to uh, to play together. And they had found three other drummers that they thought would potentially fit the bill. So they booked um, four of us, you know, for audition slots. And I got an email from this guy and this was like drill sergeant in a good way. Well, I I took it as in a good way, but it was, you know, you will arrive at your time. Um, You have an hour slot. Don't be early or late. There are other drummers coming either before or after you or pretend in in some cases, both. I turned it turned out that I was the last the last of the auditions of the day. But um, did they vet you in some way before they invited you to audition? Only with a phone call and videos of me that I had sent them. Got it. So, I mean, yeah, that's enough vetting, I would think, it, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and it, it, it was explained as like, here's the set list. Uh, you as the drummer are to run the set. So, you know, dead air is a bad thing. That's just as important as playing in the groove in terms of the audition. Treat it like a gig. Uh, here's the, you know, here's the songs that you're going to sing. Here's the songs we're going to play. And uh yeah, like I said, it was like this drill sergeant thing, but but again, very clear. It's like what a pleasure, you know, not dealing with flakes here. This is good. So are um are the guys in the band tell me about how many how many pieces in the band? So that yeah, that's the interesting thing. There's there's um it a five piece core um guitar, keys, bass, drums, and a male vocalist. Uh, there is then also a female vocalist and then a sax player that are on most of the gigs with them, yeah. uh, as long as the money's there to pay for them. And then they've got three more horns that are sort of in the wings for the for the larger gigs. Always the same guys for Mo- be weird. for the for the. Uh, for the guitar player, for, sorry, for the, for the, no, sax. I, I'm asking specifically about those three horns. No, is it? no, it's not. So that's, that's a, a reading site. You know, he, mm-hmm. he hires a section, yes. hopefully the same people, but not. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, right. There's right. There's a list and I, I don't know. I, that's as I understand it. Yeah, exactly. And are these, um, uh, how far from your house did you go for the audition? Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, so everything's real close. Real close. And are these um, like ex-touring pros or these ex-professional musicians? Are they, what's the background of the makeup of the? Yeah, of the- they're, they're just, they're people like me, frankly, uh, that have played a bunch and know how to play and to have fun. And, uh, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just people that can play. So well, that sounds like a good situation for I, you. I know. Well, here's the thing. Right. Exactly. So I, I didn't want to screw this up. I decided, as I always do when I go into any kind of scenario like this, it's on, you know, it's on me to lose this gig. You know, now maybe somebody else came in and played before me, uh, you know, that, that they chose or whatever. That's fine. But I'm not going to go in and have it be my fault that I didn't get this gig. Right. You know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to play the songs right. I'm going to, you know, do all the right things. I'm going to, I'm going to prepare is really what that means. As I would only imagine you would. Right. Well, the the thing was, I got this email while I was on vacation. We came back late on a third, really early Friday morning. The audition was on Saturday. So I had very little opportunity to actually like play these songs on the drums. And I could have told them that, but the, you know, Making excuses is also That's not, not a good way to start. Not a yeah. great way to start. I mean, if it has to happen, it has to happen. But I looked at the list. Now you'll appreciate this, and I think our listeners know enough about your set list and especially the tunes that that we played together this summer 
to, to start laughing along with us when uh, when I read you this list. Moondance, Superstition, September, Mustang Sally, Let's Stay Together, Nellie's Hot in Here, Talking Heads Take Me to the River, What I Like About You, and Born to Run. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Born to Run is a left turn, but... Um... Uh, but I, but it's one that I had prepped specifically to play with you. So I'm like, well, right. I, that's the that's the hard one in terms of format. But I have a chart for it already. <laughs> but that was that was a test to see if you would prepare, right? Correct. That's yeah. right. Yep. I I would think so. I would think that that was that. Yeah. So, so you like, know, Moondance, Super. That's that's your that's your general business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but they they take a little left turn and they stretch out a little bit and do, do a couple things, which is. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, just to just detour for a brief moment. Sure. You know, we have this thing going to the House Rockers now where, you know, we're adding new songs. Right. And I think we have transitioned from look at this fun band that can play anything so I can bring in the song of my dreams. And it's really more about you to now kind of an internal competition, a very healthy one where the guys in the band are bringing in songs that are going to go over for sure. You know? Yes. So, you know, we've done some we've gone through some songs where, you know, it would be cool. Oh, nobody plays that type of thing. But you know, this is why I ask you so many questions about fling, you know, and, and uh, you know, how how do you constantly book a band that's playing Rush? You know, that type of thing. We don't play Rush, but that's but yes. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. So but so now getting into this, you know, party band circuit and yeah. playing songs that go over. And now what we do more is we kind of like take songs and add horns to them or, you know, yeah. or do something cool or segue to something else. And, and it's become much more of a, a song selection process where like what will kill as opposed to what will, what will delight me. Well, well, yeah. What, what's going to kill, what's going to work. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and that's as much about song selection is, as it is about delivery with some songs, with some songs, you can just t- play the song as it is on the record and it's just going to kill. But other yeah. times you can work out an arrangement that actually makes it more entertaining than, than it just would be if you just played it straight. Yeah. One thing leads to another. That's a great song, by the way. <laughs> Dude. Anyway, so did you audition on your kit? Huh, no, they said. And that was one of the things in the little drill sergeant email was a kit will be there. Bring sticks only. <laughs> like, OK, so look. I'm a guy that knows how to follow direction. I also know uh, what things are like. So I packed sticks and, you know, I, and they said, if you want to bring like sheet music or, you know, charts or whatever to follow along with, that's fine. You know, we, we won't ding you for that. So I loaded up all these things on my iPad as I would. And I threw my iPad and my sticks and my in-ears because I we had talked about uh, when I talked to him on the phone, he had said that some of the guys play with in-ears. And so I thought, well, I'll bring mine. And if if I should plug into something, I will. If I shouldn't, then I won't, you know. And uh, I threw all that in a bag. And then also in my car, I had a snare drum and a stool and a kick pedal because those are the things that, you know, if variables, it's a, variables, <laughs> right. And and I left those in my car. And I think to this day, they don't know that I have them had them in my car, <laughs> but they were there because if it was really a disaster, it was like, hey, guys, give me two minutes. And like, yeah, I can fix this. So does the band uh, often provide backline when you when you do gigs? Is that is that that type of gig? No, no, no. This was just at their rehearsal room, just for the expediency of getting the drummers in and out, in and out, and which I totally understood. No problem. Except I get there and, you know, everybody's really nice and we all shake hands and they introduce me to the drummer, their current drummer. And he's like, all right, so let me show you. You know, we talked for a little bit and he's like, let me show you, you know, this is this is your kit. And it's not just an electronic kit. It's an awful electronic kit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like I, I knew immediately upon seeing it, it was like, oh, this is one of those electronic kits that you never even consider gigging with. 
And and I won't even go into the details of why any, any drummer that's played. Th- there are two types of electronic kits. There are the ones that are played by non-drummers. And then there are the ones that drummers suffer through playing, uh, you know, and this was definitely one of the former. It was like, oh, crap. It's just like you're hitting plastic, you know, like a, a piece of plastic that's not really even built to feel like a drum. So did the drummer, the drummer who was their drummer, did he have any empathy? Like, oh, no, totally. But- yeah. Yeah. He said he even said to me, he said, so enjoy. And then he kind of looked at me. He says, actually, if you enjoy that, there's something wrong with you. Uh, and so that was good, though. Right. Because it, it broke the ice. It was like, OK, we're allowed to, within reason, complain about the, the kit itself. Great. Awesome. And OK. What was the thinking there? Was it, again, expediency or did they rehearse at very low volumes or were they messing with you or what? Why, why I, do this? this I way? think I don't know. I, I think it's the kit that this guy has. It was at the guitar player's house. I think it's just the kit he had. Do they rehearse at low volumes? Um, it wasn't that low of a volume to be perfectly honest. Um, it was, it was all, it was all at a volume that I easily could have managed with a, a real kit. Yeah. But whatever, you know, this is, this is okay. This is what we're going to do. So I spent a little time realizing that I couldn't adjust this kit at all in the time that I needed. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to be playing the snare drum, even though it's down by my ankles. And somehow I have to fit my hand between my legs to do that. But, you know, whatever. We'll we'll get through. And uh, and so we played a couple of tunes and um, instantly I started like in Moondance or whatever. There's a nice little harmony I always learned for the second half of the verses. And so I started singing that. And the funny part was their existing drummer was there like playing percussion along with us and, and with a vocal mic in front of him. And he started singing and this happened throughout the day, the exact same harmonies that I wouldn't, he would always back off. Cause he's like, Oh, if you're going to sing it, let them hear you. you. You know, he was very gracious about that. And, uh, and it locked right in. It, it was great. Um, you know, we played the first tune and we played superstition. They had said their singer was like, dude, uh, you know, if there's anything else on, they wanted me to sing Mustang Sally and what I like about you which is fine. What I like about you is a song I've never sang before because it's a little higher than I like to sing and it's not really the type of song that I sing, but I'm like, that's fine. You know, I learned it and I, I sang it and it was fine. But um, th- he said, if there's anything else on this list you want to sing, I'm shot. You know, I've been singing all day. It's like, so take whatever you want. And I said, well, I'll take superstition too. But I left the rest alone. I'm like, I didn't learn the rest of these. I don't need to lower the bar, <laughs> you know? And uh, so I did that. That was fine. Then we played September and I think it was in September where everybody's heads turned because I, you know, the second half of the choruses that happen in the second half of the tune, the last note of that opens up instead of it being like the body, you know, that opens up the last note of that opens up into a full chord. And the I think the high note is an E. I think it's like an E five or something. And so I hit that, you know, everybody in the room looked at me. We finished the song. They're like. You hit that note every time. Like, well, it's in the song. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> so that, you know. Modest. Yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was good. We're, but, you we're, know. Now, so uh, you're about to join this band. So I'm, I'm going to imagine you'll be a little judicious here. But I mean, I got the gig you, to be to, to, well, I, to fast forward. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine you didn't get the gig. Are you, are they great players? Are they good players? Are they, um, uh, are, uh, how many, are they great singers? Um, they are, there's, there's one guy, here's what I know, um, from playing with them and I'll be, I'll be honest, but, and probably it'll seem like judicious, judicious, but you know, we only played like six tunes together cause we didn't get to born to run. Uh, we sort of ran out of time, but they were obviously fine with that. We, you know, it all worked out and I'm going to start playing with them. How sad. I know. I was actually <laughs> really looking forward to playing it. Yeah. 
Uh, not quite as much when I realized I was going to have to play it on that electronic kit. But, you know, it, it was it was I would have enjoyed it. But uh, so the uh, singer, the 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 kind of lead male singer was there and he even though he'd been singing for you know three hours or whatever he's got a a a good like soulful voice really good uh so he's a pleasure to sing with the guitar player and the bass player i can't remember if the keyboard player ever jumped in on on some of the gang harmonies they they are fine gang harmony singers i i can't i don't know if they are better than that because they never i never heard them sing anything other than that their outbound drummer is a fantastic singer. Um, so, uh, so, so that's nice. It, it actually opens up some, some room for me to sing, you know, kind of all those harmonies that, that he was filling in. And the female lead singer was not at the audition, but I've heard her, I've heard, I've seen videos of him play and she actually sings really well. She doesn't have, she has kind of that, that mid range female voice, um, so the drummer, the, 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 you know, their existing drummer, uh, said to me, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I'm always the one gets stuck singing the girl parts because Kelly, <laughs> Kelly doesn't sing that high. I said, well, yeah, same, you know, that's me. He's like, yeah, yeah no, we can tell, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. So did, on September, did they play the horn parts on the keyboard or yeah. not play them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, um, will they rehearse? They will, um, obviously to get me up to speed, we will rehearse more than they normally ever would. Um, and looking at their schedule when they're gigging regularly, they don't rehearse much if at all. Um, but you know, we'll rehearse a bunch to, to get up to speed. And then when they need to learn new tunes, um, they, they generally get together, rehearse them. If it's going to be a song that's going to live in the set, they were saying last summer, um, they had a bunch of gigs in a row where there was, you know, private parties, birthdays, some weddings, whatever, where there was one or two songs per gig that were requested to be played that weren't on their list. And so for those, he said, look, I send out, I pick the version that I want us to learn. I send that to all of you and everybody shows up the gig and knows how to play that version of that song. And we play it I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the, here's what's here's my my uber overarching question. Yeah. Is, the, this is the thing I get intellectually, but I don't get creatively. Mm-hmm. So uh, you set a ceiling or a floor for money. Yeah. Yeah. There's which, no ceiling. <laughs> right. You set a floor for money. Correct. But you take weddings and you take parties and you take, you know, gigs where grandma's telling you to, to turn down or, you know, you, you're getting inane requests and these types of things. Those are, those are, I mean, it's always fun to play, but in terms of the most creative freeing uh, environment. So is this band, why is there, why are they only doing the money gigs? Well, and why not? Why yeah, not do the other things? Right. I talked to him about that. They, they, um, the guitar, I think the guitar player and the drummer had played, this band's been together about six years. And the guitar player and the drummer were in a sort of just a regular, you know, GB band prior to that, um, where they were making, you know, whatever, a hundred bucks a gig or whatever it was. And, uh, the guitar player just got sick of that. He's like, look, there's people that are willing to pay us way more money to play the same songs the same way. Uh, we just need to go and market ourselves differently. And, and that's what it was. Yeah. That was actually a big part of my conversation with him and then also playing with him to make sure that they like to rock. And, and I, I, you know, you and I talked, we didn't talk about it on the show, but, um, but you and I talked about it 
when I, right after I first chatted with these guys and, uh, and I said to you, my biggest concern is, can they rock? Like, am I going to be bored playing with these guys? Right. And then unless, you know, they were eavesdropping on our Skype call, um, the next day, I got an email out of the blue from the guy saying, hey, look, you know, it was great talking the other day. I just wanted to follow up. One thing that's really important for me to convey to you, we love to rock. I was like, oh, OK, that's good. And that was definitely true playing with him. You know, he's like, I don't want you to think that because we play some weddings or whatever that, you know, we, we keep it dialed in and, and all of that. I'm sure there are, as there is with any band, those scenarios where you wind up and you've got to play the first set at a lower volume or what, you know, whatever that is. But yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, obviously it's going to happen. Do they have, um, do they have dinner sets and cocktail sets or jazz sets? It didn't look like it from their set list. No. Huh. Yeah. And how far out are they booked? Um, I have gigs on the I guess, schedule. Through, how far are you booked? Yeah. Through October. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And, um, no, now the biggest part of the, uh, is so, you know, how did, how did the fling guys take it? Uh, fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're used to, they're used to me and actually even other guys in fling playing another project. I, I, you know, I've always played in at least one other band or project the whole time that I've been in fling. Um, so it was like, Hey, that's great. Sounds good. That sounds perfect for you. It was kind of the, you know, <laughs> it was kind of the response I got. And I think I lost Paul. So I'm going to pause this. All right. I think we're back. Paul, are you there? I'm here. Okay. All right. <laughs> the magic of Skype. Yeah. Something's going on weird with my connection. I, uh, we, we might want to wrap this up before things get, before that happens again. Got it. <laughs> So I was just going to let me close with just saying the thing is a smart leader sets absolutely crystal clear expectations. Yes. And also more importantly, has the ability to look into a guy's eyes yes. and recognize that if a guy, cause anyone's going to say, yes, I want the gig. Right. No, but we had, you- we had a long, there was the, you know, the, they didn't say anything to me officially when the audition was over. Right. Um, but it, you know, they were all like, dude, like, that was great. You know, it was obvious, but they didn't want to say anything. And I totally respect that. Did you hear any of the other drummers audition? No, no. They timed it so that that there was no I think I saw the previous drummer, the one prior to me leaving as like driving out of the neighborhood as I was driving in. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I got an email from him that night. I, I, I just, you know, sent him a note, said, hey, thanks. Uh, they were actually doing a showcase after me, which uh, obviously the existing drummer played. They brought some people over to the house, people that want to book them for parties or whatever this summer. They fed them Mexican food and played, you know, a set of music for them. And uh, and they even joked when I got there. They said, uh, hey, you know, uh, the showcase is an hour early, so you have to play it. And I said, that's fine. You know, it's not probably, it's just, whatever works for me. Um, they were like, Oh really? You wouldn't bother, it wouldn't bother you. I'm like, dude, of course not. <laughs> like they we're not doing that. But, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I just sent him an email. I said, it was great getting to finally meet and face to face and play together. Uh, I hope the audition went well, or I hope the, uh, the showcase went well. And he wrote me back and he said, uh, you nailed the show or we nailed the showcase. You nailed the audition. Uh, I'll give you a call tomorrow to talk about potentially becoming, you know, our, our new drummer. And that conversation happened the next day, uh, as promised. And it was all about, so, you know, we don't play a lot. 
We don't, you know, but we need you, we need to know when you're available and they, they manage everything with a Google calendar. So people put their, their blockout dates on the calendar. And if your blockout date's not on the calendar, it's assumed you're available, which makes booking much simpler for, for him and which is fine. You know, it's all very crystal clear and yeah. everybody's right uh, on the same page. And I even told him, he, you know, when he asked me, he's like, what would happen if uh, Fling booked a gig uh, for a day that you were already booked with us? And I said, I'm already booked with you, y- you know, so there you go. And then he said, OK, now what happens if I want to book a gig for a day that Fling is uh, is booked? And I think I lost you again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, I love this. All right. Well. Uh, my connection is not going to work, but I have Paul literally on speakerphone standing here on a, on my iPhone next to my mic. Say hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. <laughs> We're not going to make you. Should I, you know, this is, I got to get my points across. Should I, should I talk louder? Uh, no, wait, we got you. It's fine. It's not the best. It, the, the audio quality is obviously not great because, uh, because I can't easily plug you in and and feed this to the board and i can't get audio from my phone to the computer but we're we're all right here and we're going to wrap this up within the next couple minutes anyway the um the the question that i was answering when you left was essentially twofold number one was what would happen when there's a um uh, you know, a gig with this band booked on the schedule. He asked me and, and, and fling wants to book a gig. And I said, well, then I wouldn't take the fling gig. It's that's just how it works. You know, if there's something on the schedule. Yeah. And, and so then he said, okay, what happens if, um, if, you know, fling has a gig and I want to book it. And I said, well, you know, first in applies. I said, there have been times when, you know, fling has been flexible for my or other people's gigs, but in a general sense, first in is first in. You know, and uh, and I said, so you're his nightmare, right? You're you're not a guy who says, I understand what this is. This is first priority. That's what he wants in order to make that money and put the same same band on stage every time. Right. Right. But he also knows that for a band that's only playing whatever, you know, an average of once a month or, you know, whatever that is, that 12 to 15 times a year, it, that that doesn't necessarily work. And but does it work 100 percent of the time for the other people or are there? Subs? No. No, there's never subs. But that's the thing is they don't have to take a gig every weekend. Uh, so they just they turn down gigs if everybody can. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting. And uh, and I told him, I said, look, you know, for the most part, you know, I, I took Kenny's uh, advice, Kenny Aronoff's advice. And he said, you know, uh, I'll see what I can do. Right. Because that, that's what he said, even though he says, you know, that when you're saying that. It, there's not there's nothing you can do because you can't actually be in two places at once. Um, but he said, you say that and then you actually try to see what you can do. And, and you know, and the magic works out <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. But um, so so that's what I told him. And I said, I guarantee you there's going to be a time when there's a, a, an issue. You know, I said, I, I don't foresee it happening all the time. Books way further out in advance. Right? Correct. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, so I said, hey, you know, we'll. uh We'll figure it out. And he well, said, it doesn't yeah. surprise me that you won the audition. Congratulations. Thanks, I'll, man. It's a bunch of good, a good musical bros makes a little bit of money and you have some fun with it. Yeah. Certainly that, good tunes. I can endorse the tunes firsthand. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah, right. I mean, other than born to run, I think I played and that Nelly song is, was kind of a curveball for me just cause I'd never played it before. But, um, 
But, you know, most of these other tunes I played and it was like, oh, it's, I'm looking forward to playing them again. They're, like you said, they're good tunes. They're the right tunes because they and I don't have to tell you this. They're they're, they're like that perfect mix of songs that are fun to play, but also fun for people to listen to and party to. Yeah. Yep. They got a little, there's a little challenge. It's good. Yeah. So enjoy brother. Thanks man. All right, folks, we're going to wrap this one up because, uh, the, the bandwidth gods just are not on our side and I'm not going to make you listen to Paul via iPhone anymore. So thank you so much for listening. Find us at uh, giggabpodcast.com slash Facebook. Find us uh, feedback at giggabpodcast.com and uh, what's the thing we always say, Paul? Always be performing. Take it easy. See you.